Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Indeed, it is time for Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, alongside you for the next uh, 45-ish minutes or so. Here on a WTF Wednesday, we have got a lot to cover when it comes to the what the fire truck. Uh, because as we continue to descend into the spirit of the age chaos... Um, Things are only getting weirder, right, Pat? Weirder, more insane, demonic. Mm-hmm. Choose your word. I, I don't really care. I mean, all of that pretty well describes what's happening in today's world. Yeah, pick your poison, right? So uh, a lot to get into, but I think before we get into all that, Please do not forget, if you are listening to the podcast for the very first time, thank you so very much for doing so, but hit that subscribe button, rate, review, however your podcasting platform lets you let people know that you like the show. Do it. Take a little bit of time and do it. We would really greatly appreciate it. More importantly, it's exactly how other people can find the show when they're searching for um, podcasts on whatever platform. And do not forget, you can watch this show, see our beautiful mugs every single Monday through Friday on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking ever so close to that 100 subscriber mark. So thank you to all of you who have joined our little show. Um, Now, speaking of our show, Pat, we, we're going to have a very big Friday on the show. Um, I don't want to let the right out of the bag just yet. All I'm going to say is that it is a Texas-sized show on Friday. Are oh, you going to have a chip on your shoulder? Is that is that kind of, you know, what, what's happening here? Mm. Just no. Just okay. no. When do I have a chip on my shoulder? Every day, actually. 
Mm. You're you're right. Mm. I do have a chip on my shoulder every single day. Um, when it comes to this insanity, Review. and there's no bigger story and more. Well, I shouldn't say more. There's nothing more insane than what is going on when it comes to COVID nineteen over the past two years. And Pat, as you joined the show, you joined my crusade against uh, the insanity in progress, shall we say, right? But as we were joined together at the hip in the show, um, what was one of our biggest contentions when it came to the COVID-19 vaccination? Um, I mean, therapeutic. The biggest upfront contention is that there is no way in hell they did enough testing for us to understand the implications of taking this. Right? Right. Furthermore, we accepted, I think, at face value, the fact that this could potentially prevent you from getting COVID-19. Our our contention was that, is the cure worse than the disease? That was our our question from the get-go. We never questioned, I, I think, whether or not, at least up front, that they were telling us the truth when, hey, you can get this jab and you won't get COVID-19. Our baseline contention was what? Again, that sure, you could take the jab and potentially prevent yourself for some sort of time frame from getting COVID-19. However, what are the side effects? What are the long-term, what are the short-term consequences of that action? right? That's where we started. But as we began to unravel the science and the data around the COVID-19 vaccine, which is literally just a therapeutic at this point and has been for the better part of 18 months, especially because of the mutations of COVID-19. But as we have looked at that, our contention has gone from that to This doesn't work. So why would you take something that doesn't work and for certain population groups has the potential for really negative outcomes for you? Would you rather dance with the devil you do know or the devil you don't? And the devil you don't is myocarditis. The devil you don't are other sort of diseases, if you will, that have come about, or sudden adult death syndrome, by the way, the SADS, right? Yeah. So that's been our contention all along here. And we have been making our, not assumptions, but our truth out of, in, well, our truth out of the truth, Right. We have been following data. We have used their own information to just simply tell you what they know. But again, Pat, I bring this up when we go in reverse to the very beginning. Correct me if I'm wrong, but both of us thought at the very beginning of this that this was going to be something that would potentially prevent you from getting COVID. We never, ever at least at first, up front, thought, hmm, you know what? This does nothing about, uh, this This isn't designed to give you immunity. But that was never our contention up front. 
We bought no. that this was a this was potentially to give you immunization, to give you immunity. Right? No. I don't it, think we ever questioned that up front. No, no, we never did. And and we also said that, you know, I mean if you are high risk, you know, maybe it is worth trying to get the vaccine and seeing if that you know, depending on what your risk factor is, you have to weigh those risks. Absolutely. Um, risk and, and reward. And, and, We've been open about that too. So, and we've been open about hey, you make your own calculation based off of your own body and your own situation. Nobody, whether you get the jab or don't, should tell you one way or the other. Nobody should. And that includes your doctor, by the way, because nine times out of 10, your doctor does not have the right information or enough information or understands the information when it comes to the jab. They just don't have the time. And that's been part of the parcel of the argument, not to go down too far down the rabbit hole, part and parcel of the argument that we need to take health insurance and make it into what auto insurance is. It is there in the sense of a catastrophe, right? And that a lot that therefore then would allow what? A better relationship between you and your doctor because your doctor is less focused on on paperwork and hiring more people for paperwork and doing whatever. The doctor is more focused on care, patient-centered, patient-focused care, rather than paperwork-focused care, pushing you down the down the pipeline to the specialist who can then take care of you, when it is very likely that the primary care physician could have done something to help you in the moment in that office. And we have talked not about MediShare, because I don't necessarily believe in MediShare. I believe in more of these, um, if, I think Forward is a good one, um, a good example of this, where you pay in, and then your insurance is there to cover the catastrophe. But you pay in for your primary care, you don't even have to have insurance. You pay in on a monthly basis, you get your primary care whenever you need to go to the doctor. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And then you are billed based off of the testing that needs to get done. And that testing is done at a very discounted rate. We believe in that. But they cannot do that for you right now. There's no way. So, Pat, I bring all of this up and I bring us all the way back to the beginning to ask you a simple question. What if I told you we were sold a lie from the very get-go, and Pfizer knew it, and Moderna knew it, and Johnson & Johnson knew it. We were sold the lie of immunization. What if I told you that, and they knew it? Uh, I, I would not be surprised at this point. Okay. Why not? Because we've known it for how long? Now, that is true. We have been following the evidence, the the data, the scientific studies, all of that stuff, right? And we have laid it bare on this program time and time and time again, all the way back to April of 2020 for me, all the way back to February, actually, of 2020 for myself, all the way since you joined the program in July of 2020. 
Well, the one thing that we've been lacking in our assumption, if you will, is the proof, the smoking gun, if you will, right? We've got all the data, we've got all of the scientific study information that we can point to, right? But data is data, and you can make data say a lot of things. What we have been missing is the piece of the puzzle of here's the smoking gun that says Pfizer literally never did this, or Pfizer literally did this, but knew X, Y, Z, right? We've never had that piece of paper in our hand that goes, aha, that smoking gun moment, right? We've never had it. What if I told you I have it for you, Pat? Do you have it? I don't have it. The European Union has it. A member oh of the European Parliament from Holland, from the Netherlands, a Dutch minister of European Parliament, was in a committee meeting with one of the heads of Pfizer and point blank asked the question, did you or did you not know whether or not, have you ever tested for the ability of this to prevent COVID-19? Did you ever test for the immunity of this, right? Well, it played out like this. U, mevrouw Small, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No, uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. <laughs> Folks, if you are not watching this show, um, I'm pretty sure you're missing the steam that is coming out of my ears. I I have uh, one word. Mm -hmm. Nuremberg. So Nuremberg, these people, all of them. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, I, I honestly think people like you and me should get first dibs at kicking out the chairs from underneath them. Yeah. Um, there are almost no words to describe the feeling that I have in this. And I, I really wanted to, I, I saw this yesterday. Um, and I think I, I sent you this. And the first thing I did was download it. The first thing I did was to download it so that when it gets erased, because Twitter is still Twitter, um, I have a physical copy of this. It's on notthebee.com, just so you know. Right. I know that it is, but it involves the tweet. This was a uh, tweet by the uh, the Dutch uh, minister of European Parliament, Roos, right? He has been one of the biggest COVID skeptics, by the way, in all of Europe. Um, now, that notwithstanding, Pat. There are three things I want to unpack there. 
Number one, did you notice the laugh? Uh, the, <laughs> are you stupid? It, yes, I, I did notice that. So I want to unpack that because I want to critically think through this, okay? So there are a number of possibilities of how or why this laugh came about. Number one, it could have been a very nervous laugh because a lot of people, when they... When they're confronted with having to tell the truth, uh, one of the the bodily reactions that they cannot control is laughter. It it's a weird defense mechanism that can be yeah. used. Okay. Uh, point point in case uh, Kamala Harris. Exactly, Kamala Harris yeah. when she is very uncomfortable tends to cackle. I, I mean laugh. Um, but you get the point. So it can be a defense mechanism. So can we ascribe a demonic motive, if you will, to this laugh? I don't know that we necessarily can. I don't, However, I don't think there's proof for that, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what was going through her head. We're never going to know that. However, I will say this. Notice how she was prepared to answer that question because it came... It came super fast after he got done asking the question, looking forward to the answer. There was little little to no pause. So for me, this isn't a nervous tick. This isn't a uh-oh type of a moment. This is demonic for me. This is pure spirit of the age stuff. This is you stupid rube. If I could play that portion of, of the, the tape back for you, what you would notice is that there's a smile associated with it. Normally, yep. in the Kamala Harris version, there's not really a smile. It's just a cackle and a nervous laugh. And, and you see the eyebrows raising or whatever, right? And it's almost a snarl. Right. In this yeah. case, no, it wasn't. This right. was, this was <laughs> you idiots. So I want to take that on because I want to quickly think through that. Do you are you on the same page as me when it comes to this? That that there's there's other possibilities, but I don't see it being anything other than um, this being the representation of the spirit of the age that lives within this individual and Pfizer more generally. This is straight up demonic. Yeah, straight up demonic. Okay, so now that we've critically thought through that. The second thing that I pull from this is, did you notice you used the word immunization? Yes, I did. That's very technical. And the reason they're using that word is because immunization from what? This is how they're getting away from this. They were told, we were told that this wasn't about immunization against the, the virus. This was about prevention of the virus. And the hope being that once enough people, right? This was basically herd immunity vis-a-vis the the jab, right? This was their hope, that enough people get it that it just dies itself out, right? That was the hope. At least that's what was being sold to us. But how were we supposed to know that? And to your point, Pat, the thing that bothers me the most here, this is people want to talk about, whoa, what is the smoking gun, right? This is it. 
This is it. We were sold an absolute and utter lie. The foundational premise of the immunization or the the vaccine or the therapeutic, as we like to call it, the foundational basis for Operation Warp Speed, the thing that both the Trump and the Biden administrations sold us, had no basis in fact whatsoever, no basis in science whatsoever. These evil sons of bitches put this into the arms of parents, grandparents, kids, forced you to choose between your job and your jab, right? They forced all the things that happened in Canada, right? The trucker protests and the killings and the blah, blah, blah. Israel. Your child's educational stunt. Mm. Their stunting of their educational growth. You lost your business. Some people lost their livelihoods. Yes. Some people lost everything standing up. Making the choice, no, I don't care. No amount of government coercion is going to tell me that I should get the jab, right? I personally experienced it, and I think I shared some of this, but, I mean, I had a team leader who, we need to get you out in front of the public, but you can't do that if you're not jabbed. I'm not, no, I don't give a rip if that's what you think I need to do. I'm not doing what you want me to do just because you want me to do it. I have my own personal, religious, and medical reasons not to do so. Now, that notwithstanding, all of that that takes place over the course of 18 months, jab one, jab two, Oh, six months from now, oh, there's a new variant and the, and the jabs don't work. So jab three and jab four, jab harder, right? Jab five, ep- or, you know, episode five, jab me some more. Get into an elevator here in the building and, oh, I can't wait to go get my fifth, fifth vaccination. I can't deal with stupid like that. But those people were put into this position based off of the fear and the panic porn produced by government, media, family, friends, and Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, AstraZeneca. You name the company that produced a COVID-19 vaccine, aka therapeutic, name one. These sons of bitches did it under false pretenses, Pat. False pretenses. I would make the legal argument that their their immunity that was given to them, right, as part of the contract that they signed with the United States government and governments around the world, okay, Their claims for immunity are null and void anymore based off of this video. 
and YPAT. Because they they so in order for a contract to be valid, right, both sides must commit to the contract in good faith, right? Both sides must present accurate information, data. Um, so for instance, if I told you that my company was worth $20 million and it was worth $20, right? Is that a misrepresentation and therefore that $20 million that you gave to me is null and void, right? The contract is null and void and and you have the ability to recoup that $20 million from me? I was going to say there would have to be some sort of recompense. Right. For that, but but on the basic level, right, the, the physical contract that we sign becomes null and void because why right. the material facts and the material um, representations of fact from one of the two parties entering into that agreement was false. It wasn't even – it wasn't even – I was off by a million, a million on a $20 million deal. And that million dollars was because we had a capital expenditure that came out after we had made our agreement, right? We're not talking about that level. We're talking about a material, factual misrepresentation and a false pretense for signing an agreement. So the immunity given to Pfizer and Moderna Bye-bye. That's how you get to Nuremberg level of trials. Because again, what did they just admit to? They never even tested, not once, for actual immunity. What did they test for, Pat? Prevention. There's a difference between prevention and immunity. Correct? Correct. And what is the difference then, Pat? Prevention is temporary. Immunity right. is long-lasting. Right. Correct. Prevention is you could still get it, but you're not going to get sick. The, the virus could still exist within you, but it's gonna, we're going to prevent you from getting sick. Or at least not as sick as you could be. Oh, that would be a therapeutic. Prevention is you, we're going to prevent you from ever getting sick. Mm-hmm. Immunization and immunity was never once tested, but that is exactly what was sold to us. Get the two jabs and you'll never, ever get sick again. You will never, ever have to worry about COVID-19 again, right? Get your two jabs, sign up, get them, get them, get your jab here, get your jab here. Did that ever happen? No. And why? Because they had never knew whether you could or couldn't actually prevent full-on immunity or give full-on immunity. Temporary prevention is not immunity. They never tested for it. Not once. But that's exactly what was packaged and sold to us by Donald Trump and Joe Biden's administrations in the White House and around the globe, right? Uh, We've said this many times. But if Donald Trump wants to run for president again in 2024, he needs to answer for this crap. And as far as I'm concerned, he belongs in the gallows alongside every other one of them. So how do you get yourself out of the gallows? I think the way through that is I bought the same lie you did. Right? 
We were told that this actually happened, but it never did. They never tested for immunity. All they were looking for is at the speed of science, whatever the hell that is, right? Yep. And so far, he's only ever doubled down on the on the fact that he got the vaccine out to the general public. Right. And he, you know, tried to demonstrate the vaccine being safe and all this other stuff to the American public. But again, I, I keep coming back to right now they have immunity from prosecution. They can't be prosecuted for this, Pat. They can they could they could have done anything. And they can't be prosecuted. I honestly because we don't have the, the political immunity, will. The the immunity agreement should be null and void at this point, right? Because if 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 we're talking about this from a contractual standpoint and you're supposed to act on good faith on both sides, and one of the sides breaks that good faith part of the contract, which we can all say with certainty that Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson absolutely did that. So if they did that, why in the hell wouldn't their immunity be erased? Isn't it ironic that their lack of testing for immunity could erase their immunity legally? Yeah, yeah, that that that's actually a very good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. just saying. I don't know if it's ironic. I think it's more prophetic uh, than anything else. But um, yeah, I just I can't stress this enough, folks. Where's the political will? Other than a few members, this member of European Parliament literally got them on the record to admit they never tested for the thing that they sold us. They sold the entire world on this. To enrich themselves. And when you go back to the Nuremberg trials, at the end of the day, what does it boil down to? Power and riches. These people enriched themselves off the backs of some of the most evil things that humans have ever done to each other. And I said some of, because I can make a very, very, very good case that uh, the people on the other side of uh, World War II, meaning the Japanese, right? Uh, the other part, the second um, you know, wave of the war, if you will, were way worse. Like they did way worse things to other human beings than, than the concentration camps and, and what took place in Nazi Germany. Just, just saying. Uh, the, the the Soviet Union did a lot of really bad stuff too. Well, sure. Um, yeah. but what was at the heart of the Nuremberg trials? Not necessarily the the treatment of this group or that group. It was the fact that they lied. It was the fact that they yes did the concentration camps and and all that stuff. That was definitely part of it, right? But it was also the experimentation on human beings, the treatment of Catholics, the treatment of Protestants, um, which is really interesting because it's such a twisted situation when you look at Adolf Hitler, right, whose mother was a devout Catholic. I mean, every day going to church Catholic in the border towns of Austria and Germany, okay? And he used a lot of uh, Catholic... um, not rhetorical, but um, symbolism in his rise to power. And, you know, um, you look at the 12 people around him. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like the 12 people in the cabinet. Where did that come from? And some of the other iconography that he used, very much rooted in Catholicism. 
yet he tortured Catholics. When you go to visit um, Munich and you go to Dachau, right, the closest concentration camp to Munich, if, if you go there, you'll find out that the Catholic uh, population is the the population that died the most inside that concentration camp, not the Jews. Nope, not the Jews of Munich, the Catholics of Munich. Now, my point in bringing all of this up is that when, we, when we're comparing old school Nuremberg to new school need for Nuremberg trials, Pat, it's very similar in the case that needs to be made. They experimented on people, right? Yep. Okay. And some of these people signed up for the experiment, but were they? Was it done under false pretenses? We have no idea. Were these people war- signing up for? Hey, I I'm going to get this uh, this vaccine, and I am never ever I'm going to be immune from getting COVID nineteen ever again. But but this is why we're saying that there should be a trial, right? Because yep. with trial comes investigation. Exactly. This is the tip of the spear. This is that smoking gun that we need to blow this thing up. And I mean this, Pat. Hanging from the gallows are the leaders of Pfizer, Moderna, Fauci, Burks, Pence, Trump, Biden. The Anybody who had anything to do with the messaging, with the knowledge, even if, well, hey, I, well, my superiors, right? That's going to be the defense of Trump and Biden. I was just listening to the information told to us by Fauci. Okay, um, that doesn't fly. You have the ability to critically think. Nobody's holding a gun to your head, right? Did you ask any sort of critical questions? Did you do anything? Did you, you, you threw Scott Atlas under the bus the second that you could. The second that it got a little murky for you to to uh, to steer away from Fauci and Burks in their messaging, the, the moment that Scott Atlas had some power, you threw him right under the bus because Jared Kushner didn't like him. Okay. So you got some culpability here. And I mean this. These people, we deserve a full-on, not a McCarthyism version of this. We deserve a real trial in public no holds barred war crimes trial war crimes style trial for the leaders of Pfizer, Moderna and governments around the world you don't get to hide behind the well I trusted the science no that doesn't work right well I just was doing my job I had no idea the the superiors isn't it ironic that all these people look like Jews Right. Or all these people have the star David on them. Right. I'm not that all, you know, Jews look alike or anything like that. That's ridiculous because there's all shapes and sizes and and ethnicities, by the way. But my point being, right, why do these people all wear this or, you know, have certain common heritage? That's weird. Oh, I I can't imagine what we're doing here. I'm I'm just doing my job. No, no, your ignorance is not bliss, and it certainly is not a defense. Abundantly clear, I hope I am here, Pat. This 
is evil at work. They sold us a lie to sell us and enrich themselves. Moderna and the, and the reason why I think this will never happen, Pat, don't get your hopes up, even with this smoking gun of evidence, is because who owns the RNA vaccine patent? It's oh, us. Moderna. No, it's it? not. Is it not? Who owns it? The United States government in Moderna. They're 50-50 partners in the owning of the patent. Oh, boy. They have no interest, Pat. We have no interest. And until we demand that our 50% is paid out and we don't have that interest anymore, will you ever see the United States government go the route of Nuremberg? Hell no. They got too much money to make. They got too much money to make. They have too much invested in that. Now, will that money ever be used to, I don't know, pay off our national debt? Oh, hell no. Right? 31 going to 32 trillion quicker and quicker every single day. Folks, I hope you understand the level of demonic power, the level of the spirit of the age that ripped through our country. The company lied to not just the public, to the government, to give themselves immunity from prosecution and then went into business with the very government that should have the levers of power to strip that immunity that they gave them, right? Imagine if we were to, I don't know, have a congressman uh, come on the, the program at some point in time in the future. Maybe, maybe we could ask that congressperson, what's the appetite for um, stripping the immunity that exists Based off of evidence, right? What is the appetite in Congress for doing something like that? You gave it to them. You can take it away, right? What is the appetite for suing them for misrepresentation in material breach of contract? I think you only have a handful of people in all of Congress, and that includes the Senate, that would be willing to do that. And that's it. I think That's I th the problem. There is no right. political until the political will changes. And how do we change the political will, Pat? It's not changing who represents us in Congress. No. It's by making them fear you instead of Pfizer. It is by making them aware that, oh shit, my power, the the thing that I love the most, right? That 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 I get I I'm a congressperson, right? Or I'm a senator, or I'm the president, or I'm a high-level bureaucrat, right? I'm not some paper pusher. I'm the one making the decisions, right? Oh shit, the American people hate me and I'm about to lose that power. That's when things change. So that takes vigilance. That takes real everyday in your face vigilance. You let them know, you know what they know, right? You let them know that the next time their, their job is up, it doesn't matter if you're Mike Lee, if you're the greatest constitutional conservative, it doesn't matter if you're Thomas Massey or Chip Roy or pick another 
dyed in the wool uh, Liberty Caucus member of Congress, right? A Freedom Caucus member of, of, of the House of Representatives, right? Pick them. If you're unwilling to take these people on, we're going to take you out of power. That's just that simple. And, we, and I'm not talking about re, and then replacing them and then we go through the same cycle. It's this. I'm going to take you out of power and we're going to be in the streets every freaking day until this is taken care of. That's the level we have to get to. Well, well we got to work. Oh, sure. Right. You know, uh, in front of the people who tried to kill your business, tried to kill your job, tried to tell you that you couldn't work. Let me ask you a question at home. Where's your line in the sand? At what point in time? At what point in time do you say, you know what? Screw my job. There's some basic shit that needs to get done here. And until these people understand who holds the real levers of power in America, it my job doesn't matter. Where's your line? I'm pretty sure my line is... Uh, being lied to for the course of two and a half years. And still, by the way, having government trying to mandate vaccine for the people defending our country, still trying to mandate federal employees get the vaccine, right? Still trying to illegally mandate federal contractors, by the way, illegally mandating this. They're just circumvent. Oh, screw the Supreme Court. Screw the appellate courts. Screw their decisions. Until you are willing to play that game in reverse and until you're willing to be the ones in the streets saying, uh, no, 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 until you're willing to go full on trucker convoy, like serious Canadian trucker convoy, un until you are willing to choke off government's power, okay, un until you're willing to hit them in the spot that matters the most, I don't know, maybe... Maybe Rochambeau the government, if you will, right? Until you're willing to do that, none of this changes. It is up to you and your political will to make this change. It's not on the members of Congress because Congress is never going to do anything unless you make them. It's just that simple. And with that, Pat, it is time for us to have a little bit of fun on a WTF Wednesday. Before we get into the WTF, how about we play a little bit of the B or not the B? Oh, let's play some B or not the B. All right. Hit me with the headline at least once, if not twice. All righty then. And no, three Why times I will not turn into a lady. What? Once, twice, three times a lady. Oh, boy. Biden, all my buddies either became a firefighter, a cop, or a priest. I wasn't qualified for any of them, so here I am. Biden, all my buddies either became a firefighter, a cop, or a priest. I wasn't qualified for any of them, <sighs> so here I am. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins. Yeah. Folks, if you haven't had the chance to check out uh, Coffee Brand Coffee yet. You really should. Um, even if you don't drink coffee like me, they've got other things there that, that you can get, like uh, hot chocolate, which I'm investing in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that, especially as now the weather's starting to get cooler and stuff like that. And um, having a nice uh, hot cup of uh, chocolate in the, in the cold mornings or as we get more and more into the fall slash winter season here, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to get a few different flavors of it as well. So um, and they've got all sorts of great different flavors of coffee. If you're into coffee, they have, I believe, tea um, and just all sorts of great stuff. They are the new official sponsor of this show. Um, so go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. That is coffeebrandcoffee.com. Oh, yeah. And by the way, um, when it comes to the coffee side of things, I believe they've got a brand new flavor um, that has come out called French Toast. That's right. French Toast. That actually sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I love some French toast. I just can't really eat it anymore because here's the rub, though. Um, bread that's gluten-free yeah. doesn't doesn't really hold doesn't up make, well when it gets wet. It probably doesn't really hold up well when it becomes French toast either. Yeah. Um, actually, it toasts really well. Really? Uh, gluten-free bread actually toasts really, really well. Um, I've got a really great recipe that I, that I use um, for my gluten-free bread. And it and it, it toasts up fantastic, but uh, hmm. I, it just when you try to like put make it wet, it kind of falls apart because hmm. that's just the nature of gluten free bread. It, there's no grains to hold it together per se. Now that with notwithstanding, um, yes, please visit coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code Critical Thinking for five percent off of your purchase today. Again, coffeebrandcoffee.com promo code Critical Thinking. I don't need that line, by the way, Pat. Okay. This is not the B. Joe Biden's that insane. And uh, I saw this story on Twitter yesterday. Oh, you suck. I thought I was going to give you a good one here. No. No. Joe Biden is nuts. Although I I am here, by the way, for all the memes that have been created because of this. Have you seen some of them? I, I haven't seen the memes, no. But oh my god, it's like people. Um, it's like the, the picture of Joe Biden who is laughing at the end of this, right? And then it's like I've got friends who X Y Z, right? <laughs> Has he said anything that's more true than this, though? Um, what about the thrill up the leg or whatever? Uh, I mean, that's a good point too, but. This is up there, right? Top five. Yeah. Maybe top three. Mm-hmm. And maybe number one with a bullet. <sighs> All right. Oh, with that having been said, with uh, me winning $100 of Dominic Gizzo's totally legit mainstream marketing money, it is time for us to dive in to the insanity. It is time for WTF Wednesday. <laughs> All right, so I think we've got three WTF Wednesday uh, things to get to, Pat. Oh, we have lots, but I, I know we've chosen at least three. How, how about we, we start with um, a parental warning? Um, there's going to be some harsh language here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure you get your kids out of the room and turn this off and then come back and listen to it after. And so the warning is in three, two, one. One, here we go. Oh my god, I can't be fucking touched! 
I didn't touch you, I man. Just prayed not that long ago, and I can't stand another man touching me. Well, no one did that. Is this a prank? Yeah, he won't go away. He You're needs to go away. He's a fucking problem. I need to leave. No, just go. No, take two. I still got. I still got. Okay. She threw some of my stuff. Okay. I hell if I know. I'm so sorry. Well, she wasn't sorry when she cut in line Fuck and then screamed. I didn't see you! To make it... Oh, I just asked her if she saw just anyone leave. in line. Just fucking leave! Just go! That's an leave. adult. You're making it Let's just walk up I'm just here. talking. Walk up just say, walk with this. Walk with this. Who does a temper tantrum better? Her or your three-year-old niece or nephew? If you had one. Oh, I mean, I mean, I do. Um, just, just, just curious. Who's whose blood curdling scream of a temper tantrum is better? Uh, I got to go with this chick because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen my nieces and nephews ever throw a temper tantrum like. Also, that. who has the better three year old backpack? Her or them? Your three year old niece or nephew, or the. 30-something-year-old uh, female, allegedly. I, I, honestly, I think my my nieces and nephews have more adult backpacks than that. Is it any wonder that, I don't know, could you get more stereotypical of somebody who's going to throw that level of temper tantrum in a store than an adult, <clears throat> allegedly, I use, use that term very loosely, an adult... Wearing a kid's backpack that features like an LED screen on the, the front of it, if you're not watching um, on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, if you're not watching that, um, and then also wearing sweats. And, and and of course, she's a cat person, Pat. Of course she is. Yeah. Did you notice the and, cat oh, food in there? Did you also notice she's wearing a mask? Well, of course she is. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to talk about whether or not she was raped or not or anything like that, because that's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter to the story. But what in the absolute hell? So the reaction mm -hmm. to you cutting in line is this. You yeah. were in the wrong, and suddenly everybody else is supposed to cater to you. And This is the absolute up. insanity that we live in, where adults think that throwing a, not a Karen level, because this ain't Karen, by the way. I oh, saw that all the time. That ain't Karen. That is Karen at three. That is the level of, so this is the greatest parenting story my mom has ever told me. And the greatest piece of advice my mom has ever told me. My brother, when, when he was growing up, because he has ADD, okay? It was undiagnosed, obviously, very early on in life because three-year-olds are really rambunctious to begin with, right? It's kind of hard to pick out ADD at three years old. Um, but in hindsight, right, my brother has ADD. So, okay, he wants a toy or wanted this or wanted that. And if mom said no, he would throw this level of temper tantrum. Just get on the floor and just start, you know, kicking and screaming and right. Or he'd hide underneath the clothing rack and throw a temper tantrum. You know what my mom's response to that is and the greatest parenting advice she ever gave? 
walk away. Just walk to the next aisle. Walk to the walk to where you're still within visual distance of your child, but they don't know that. And and make sure and watch them just immediately pick themselves back up. Instead, what do these people respond with to her? They cater to her insanity. It's simple. Everybody just walk away and let her be. She's looking for the attention. No, I, I, I have no idea what trauma this person has gone through. I, we also have no idea if there is something mentally wrong with her either. Right, but either way, no, stay away. There. Right. Go away. Mm-hmm. And then also, if she's throwing that level of temper tantrum, kick her ass out of the store. It's just that simple. Ma'am, leave. We understand. We'll let you pay for your items, but you got to go. Uh, we'll keep your items here, but you and, and we'll check you out, and we'll hand them to you in the parking lot, but you got to go. It's just that simple. You're not allowed to, to throw this level of temper tantrum. Sorry, polite society, no thank you. That was insane. Yeah. I've had. I uh, think I have a way to top this. Okay. Uh, because Monday was Columbus Day, right? Yeah. And Minnesota had a lot of, uh, of Native Americans in it, right? I mean, it I still guess. does. Yeah. Right? Has a yeah. very large Native American heritage to it, right? Okay. With gratitude, we, the students of the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School class of 2026, stand here today among our friends families, peers, mentors, and communities who have supported us in reaching this milestone. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, and all forms of oppression. As we enter this profession with opportunity for growth, we commit to promoting a culture of anti-racism, listening and amplifying voices for positive change. We pledge to honor all indigenous ways of healing, that have been historically marginalized by Western medicine. Knowing that health is intimately connected to our environment, we commit to healing our planet and communities. We vow to embrace our role. There's more, and I can't take it, Pat. There's about 45 more seconds, and I can't even. What did I just watch? You just watched cult. You just watched a cult. That's what you just watched. I mean, it felt like a cult. That's what a cult is. There's so there's a difference between reciting the Our Father and and prayer in this. Okay, there's a major difference. Although I would argue this is very much cultish behavior, right? What the absolute word salad? Could you get any more of the woke word salad shoved down our throats? We we commit to all ways of native healing. Did you notice that? Yeah. It, I got a question, it, Pat. What if I knew that that way of native healing doesn't bleeping work? Just, just, just a question yeah. for you. 
it's a great it's a great question is this kind of like where they're supposed to be taking like the hippocratic oath or something like that like like what what the hell was this this was uh some sort of weird indoctrination thing on columbus day because we, they needed to make sure that they that the the native american population the indian population whatever they want to call themselves uh population they were heard and respected on Columbus Day. The oh. biggest lie that exists when it comes to Christopher Columbus is that he was a mass genocidal maniac when it comes to uh, the native population. It, it is the biggest lie that is told, and it is repeated over and over and over again like it's the truth. I, I can't think of a bigger lie that is told in Western society today than this. I really can't. <coughs> Can you name one? I, I'm trying to think of like things that people inherently believe to be true that are just not. That is bigger than this. That is a more easily provable falsehood than this. Might even be the Thanksgiving story and the, the false story of how the pilgrims yeah. um, just just took land from Native Americans. No, they didn't. No, no, they did not. And we're going to have a special on that um, heading into Thanksgiving. We're going to do a very special episode of the show. Um, it's going to be very different uh, when it comes to that. Hopefully differently produced as well. Um, now, that notwithstanding, Pat, um, do we have anything else that we need to get into when it comes to uh, WTF? Oh, yes, oh, we do. Yes, we do. Um, because... Yes, we um, I think you have some proof of um, why uh, the University of Michigan sucks, and and I and I've got some proof here, and it's in the form of Jalen Rose. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, back here, Americana number four hundred. I'm still negative. Though. Yankee Magazine says this New England state is known for chowder, old money, and being the home of TV's Gilmore Girls. Jalen, what is New England? No. <laughs> what is New England? When what? is New England a state? My Thank you. Thank um, you. Dude, I understand that you're not exactly, um, I don't know, um, book smart or smart period. Just judging off of your political commentary at ESPN. Now I can also gather that maybe... Maybe, just maybe, Pat, hear me out on this. He was thinking uh -huh. about Ace Ventura. What's the password? New England clam chowder. Is that the red or the white? I can never remember that. I mean, New England was also in the question, too. Yeah, uh, also. Which is also a dead giveaway. That's not the answer. Now, what was pray tell the correct answer? Because I am I am really struggling for this answer. Because here's the thing: I've never watched a single episode of Gilmore Girls, so I would have no freaking clue. Also, I can name at least four states that could claim clam chowder as a thing, right? I'm gonna go with Massachusetts, Maine, um, New Hampshire, Connecticut. Uh well, um, to my shame, 
I have seen more of Gilmore Girls than I would ever like. It is the most annoying TV show I think I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Yet my wife loves it. And is she watches just doing it, it to annoy you? Is that what's going on? Well, no. She likes to watch TV while she's working on like homework or grading doing, papers. Like, uh-huh. you know, grading papers and stuff like that. And like she likes to watch stuff that she's watched before. So Friends is commonly replayed. Gilmore Girls gets commonly replayed. You know, there, there's a plethora of things. But anytime she replays Gilmore Girls, I run for the hills and hide. And because, you know, I, I happen to live with her, I happen to know more about that show than I would ever like to know, to my shame. Mm-hmm. I would prefer I know nothing about that show because that's how dumb it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Connecticut. Okay. Pat. Yeah. Again, when I think of clam chowder, I don't think of Connecticut. Well, I, I mean, really you don't. did just mention Connecticut a few minutes ago. Well, I mentioned it as one of the New England states, right? Right. But I don't think of it as the home of clam chowder. Uh, when I think of clam chowder, I'm really thinking of like Massachusetts or Maine or more importantly, See, like Maryland. That would be I, a state I think even, of when I think of clam chowder. I've never even been to Connecticut, so I have no idea. Now. When I think of Connecticut, when it comes to food, there's one food group that I think of pizza. There's New Haven style, Connecticut style pizza. What in the absolute hell? I I think I need to go to New Haven just just to try the pizza Uh, in Yale, (laughs) which I think next year we might be able to. I I think we might be taking a trip that direction Um, because one of my father-in-law's bucket list uh, moments in sports is uh yale harvard at the yale bowl so uh yeah because it is one of the most iconic games in all of college football by the way i, I mean it, it it is it's just not as widely known as some of the others yeah it's one of the most fierce rivalries one of the most fun rivalries it and honestly ivy league football is a pretty high level of football it so yeah um i think next year we're gonna try to take that trip because it will be at the Yale Bowl next year. Um, so we'll see. That'll be interesting because I think that'll be trip number three for the family. Are, uh, are they yeah. div- is, is Ivy League, by the way, is it is it Division One or Division Two? Uh, it's FCS. It's FCS? Yeah, okay. It just doesn't participate in the postseason, I believe. Which gotcha. that might be changing in the next couple of years, too. There's you know constant talk about whether or not they, they put their champion into the FCS playoffs or not. Um, right now, they don't because academics right they're they're the the biggest academics except for the patriot league who also puts its champion into the playoffs but hey i digress now pat i have another wtf moment for you and this one happened last night oh boy so last night my wife and i are are watching um watching the show on the dvr yeah um, as we are wont to do um after doing Uh chores and and all that wonderful goodness that's good kind of like us Uh uh-huh yep yep and uh, we get done with the show, and and um, it's also opening night of the NHL season, right? Last night, yeah. Uh, okay. Was it uh, what Kings Kings Knights? Yeah, that was the second game. There were two games. Okay, um, but the Kings and Knights were the 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 nightcap, right? Playing out in Los Angeles, right? So it's about like nine fifteen or so, right? Uh huh. I'm tuning in, and there's about 
seven or eight minutes left in the in the first period, right? So I'm like, hey, do you mind watching this just till the end of the first period here? I'm trying to be nice because my wife is not always the biggest random sports fan, right? Right, right. So she looks up from her phone. Oh, is this the Stanley Cup? I deadpan look at her and go, it's right on the screen. It's opening night, literally the first game of the season. And you want to fast forward to the Stanley. What makes you think the Stanley Cup happens in October? Now, to my wife's credit, Pat, she deadpan looked at me and she goes, isn't it in October? No. You know, literally, we just sat here in June, three years ago, watching my St. Louis Blues lift their first ever Stanley Cup trophy. We literally did that. How do you not remember that? And she's like, does it? Deadpan. And I was like, and honey, it's literally on the screen. Opening night, and you're fast forwarding all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Interesting. Now, I will give her some credit for this, Pat. Unlike 99% of the wives out there, she at least uh-huh. knew what the hell the Stanley Cup was. I mean, my wife knows what the Stanley Cup is. Right, so she's in the 1%. It, it, and she's been to a few Blue Jacket games with me. Right. Um, she's in the 1%. But but here's... Okay. It is is Because uh, I'm assuming your wife is like mine, where she has maybe one team, one sport that she will watch on a semi-regular basis, which I'm assuming in your household is probably the Packers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though uh, the Sunday's game was a little difficult for the wife to watch, she uh, she watched it from bed. <laughs> well, well, yeah, considering you were in London. Yeah, 830. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that's the case because my wife has done some of the same crap before. Oh, the Stanley Cup. It's opening night. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's always, it's always so so funny yet so sad when that happens. Also, can we talk about this real quick? I don't know if you've seen an NHL game since they moved it to ESPN and, and TNT. I, I typically don't watch NHL on TV. I mean, like, I keep track of it, but I don't typically watch it on TV. Okay. Um, so there's a new trend. So you uh-huh. know you've got the 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 boards, right? And there's a lot of, like, in-arena advertising on the boards, right? Yeah. There's a brand new trend of them, at least on ESPN. I haven't seen it on TNT yet, and I'll, I'll check it. But on ESPN, on opening night, what they did is they green screened the – the boards for the wide shot, right? The shot of the, so left to right, right to left, right? You know, the puck going up and down, right? And they have advertising on the boards, but it's like, you know, a specific company or a group of like three or four companies and they rotate through, um, you know, through the coverage, right? But then they go from the the wide angle shot to the close up shots in the corners or for goals or for big hits or whatever happens. Right. And there's no green screen. It's the advertising on the boards in the arena. It is ridiculously jarring. And more importantly, um, you can't see the officials half the time. And 
the kings were wearing not black helmets, but um, the silver helmets, like the 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 nineteen nineties silver yeah, helmets, yeah. right? Uh huh. Anytime any of them went into that area, and the silver helmets were reflective, you couldn't see the player. It is really hard to follow an NHL game when you can't see the players, the puck, or the officials. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? How? I can't believe we haven't figured this out, Pat. It is really, really simple. Soccer, right? Soccer uh-huh. has LED boards, correct? Yes. Okay. A soccer ball, if hit properly, can reach 60 to 70 miles an hour, right? And it's sure. a very hard ball when it's uh-huh. at 60 to 70 miles an hour. How have we not figured out the ability to inlay LED or like that type of advertising into the boards? So that everybody's happy, right? So that you can rotate on TV the the advertising, and it can be controlled by, hey, are we on national TV or local TV, right? So you have two sets of different advertising that can be sold, right? Mm. Why do we need green screen? What what the hell are you doing? That's a WTF for me. Like Fox and the follow the red puck moment, right? Like, we're we're going back to the '90s here. We're, we're, what the hell are we doing? You can, yeah. if you can't physically follow the game, and it's so disruptive and jarring to the visual experience, why why would people keep tuning in? Please get rid of that. Please, for the love of all things holy, get rid of that. And more importantly, create a board that is flippable, so that we don't have to deal with this anymore. It is not that difficult. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Jalen Rose is an idiot. One word. Nuremberg. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.